Welcome to the Good Diabetes Podcast. I'm Marsha. And I'm Dietitian Cindy. So we left you, I forget what episode number it was, um, starting to talk about just diabetes in a basic sense. Uh, So we're going to continue on with that and talk about the tools that we will use to manage our diabetes. There are you know, seven-ish ones. Um, just seven. Just seven. Seven to survive. So some of the tools for management that we uh, actually teach our participants, uh, we start with monitoring blood sugars, talking about medications if they're on any or insulins and the proper way to take them or administer insulin. So monitoring and medication, healthy coping. You got to cope with this stuff. Because life is still going to happen no matter if you have diabetes or not. still happens. Monitoring, medication, healthy coping, exercise. Being active. Just moving. Moving and going. And then we have reducing risks. We talk about reducing risks. And this is all within kind of our scope of program that we, when we talk to clients and counsel them. But here on the podcast... We're still going to be science-based, so you know, we're just going to talk a little bit more real. So today, Marsha is going to interview me as the Yay. registered dietitian nutritionist yeah. about one of those tools, which is, of course, healthy eating, which, of course, a lot of people come in, and that's the first thing they want to know is, what can I eat? So we're going to pick Cindy's brain today, her being the registered dietitian and all. When I was thinking about what we were going to talk about in this episode, I kind of went to the people that I talk to on a daily basis and categorized or or just kind of brought up the questions that I get most often in their very first appointment with us. Uh, So we'll just kind of see what dietitian Cindy has to say about some of these questions. Mind you, these questions are coming from people that have not had any dietary counseling or nutrition therapy I often, you know, seeing these patient uh, patients or, or these people straight in for their first appointment, they always have plenty of questions about food. The first one are ones being, um, what exactly does it mean to eat healthy, Cindy? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to eat healthy? So if right. I were talking with a participant or you out there, I would turn that question around back at you and tell you to define healthy mm-hmm. because we each have our own definition of healthy. But if I'm going to put it in terms to how to eat to control blood sugars and still reaching that individualized um, patient care there, then I'm going to start way back down with the basics. And we're going to start with food groups. Can you name the basic uh, food groups in 10 seconds? Go. 10. Protein, Nine. vegetables, grains, fruit, Seven. milk. Six. Was that all of them? That was five. I was counting. That's why I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> um, there. Protein, vegetable, grains, fruit, milk. Yeah, milk and yogurt. So we break the food groups apart compared to the uh, dietary guidelines for Americans. We pull cheese and eggs out of the dairy. And for blood sugar purposes, we only leave milk and yogurt product in that dairy section because the most abundant nutrient is indeed sugar. So after we display the five food groups, I so whimsically say, okay, now we've got to get all of those food groups on your plate. And then everybody laughs 
and I laugh with them because that's <laughs> that's crazy to think about. But that's our ultimate goal in when we look at healthy or to be healthy is to aim to get a variety of food on the plate. And once we kind of distinguished that and we laugh about it, then I go a little bit deeper and saying, okay, which of these food groups turn to sugar? Because as a person with diabetes, that's the number one thing you need to know about your plate is where are my carbs at? Well, sugar is bad though, right? Sugar is not bad. <laughs> that's sugar another question that I get. <laughs> is not bad. There are different types of sugar. Uh, and most of you know that there's a silly commercial about it. But when it comes down to the foods that we consume, we do know that there are better choices of certain types of sugar. But for all intensive purposes, food is food is food for right now. And we are going to start from the bottom and go to the top and fine tune that based on the individual there. No, we ain't going around telling people they can eat this, do that, soda pop, whatever. Uh, there, we educate them about it and we tell them to check their blood sugar so that they can literally see, like with this magnifying glass. Some of you can't see me, but I have. They can see what those types of what we call simple sugars do in the body. Okay. So, sugar, no, to answer your question straight and frank, no, sugar is not bad. Sugar ain't bad, okay? I don't know where I've got to the deficit to I don't know. Sugar is not bad. All right. Another question that I hear often is that they shouldn't eat or I shouldn't eat anything white. Okay. So let's not go around eating white kicks or white flowers or white curtains. Um, but of course, what they're really referring to is bread, potatoes. But we think it's a little bit silly that some practitioners break it down that way, especially if you're in the South and you tell a Southerner, right off, no bread, no taters. Um, you know, we're not going to lack the lackings of that too much. We like to come at them a little bit more gently than that. And so when we start to talk about white products and in the food groups, we do distinguish that, yes, this this slice of white bread, still bread, is a carbohydrate. It's going to turn to sugar, but there are some breads out there that may provide more whole grains, whole nutrition, good nutrition, and higher fiber value. That could take a little bit longer to turn to sugar, which is our ultimate goal when fueling ourselves. Um, and ultimately, diabetes or not, that's our goal, is to sustain energy levels to make sure that um, yes, our energy is there. We're not sluggish or sleepy or getting into those low blood sugar territories. So if we're choosing those simple sugars, um, you know, no bad food, but if we're choosing more often white breads and uh, things like uh, your, your snack foods, uh, some snack foods can be good choices, but you know, your potato chips uh, and your white bread sandwich every day. But you, you'd probably see a spike in sugar um, versus having some whole grain breads and maybe throwing on some more whole grain um, options if you're doing something like a, a potato chip, like a, a cracker or a popcorn. I myself would probably choose the popcorn, um, uh, but those tend to have more fiber in them. Fiber is your friend. Fiber is your friend. I learned that from Cindy. Hashtag. All right, so 
Some other questions that I can get uh, on a regular basis or we hear people say um, when we're asking about their fluid intake or their, um, you know, their drinks, uh, they, you know, most people, not all, but most people understand that regular sodas do have sugar in them. And so with a very baseline understanding, they're like, oh, sugar. So I need to get rid of that. And they will start drinking juice. Mm -hmm. So they feel Mm -hmm. like this juice is a better option. Um, Of course, this, you know, you can speak to that where maybe some confusion of that is. Sure. I mean, the marketing is pushed in our face all day. When you walk into a convenience store or a grocery store, bet your bottom dollar, you're going to see multiple things that are going to be eye level that just scream healthy to you, whether they are or not. And a lot of our juices portray um, that that marketing technique. It's got the whole fruits and the whole vegetables on the front, you know, and we do say 100% fruit juice. Sure, there's a time and a place for it uh, there, but um, until we get those blood sugars controlled, we might need to just put it on hold for a minute. But I think it's the misconception that they, they think they see healthy mm-hmm. through the advertisement and because it does come from food, possibly, um, there that it is more acceptable than a soda, which probably nine times out of ten people know that that's not, you know, a whole food or a decent food mm-hmm. um, or even food. Um, beverage there. And uh, so to, to clear the matter up, it's still sugar. I don't care, you know, if it's 100% fruit juice, it's still 100% fruit sugar. And that is still going to bump your blood sugars up probably the same amount of points as if you were, dare I say, drinking a soda pop. And, and the haters can come, the haters can come. Um, yes, juice can fit, but I'm going to tell you when you work with blood sugars, um, and you're at that beginning stage where you're trying to control them, it's very hard to work that into a meal plan at the beginning. Mm. You start from the basics, you try to get whole foods on the plate. So instead of the juice right now, can we do the whole orange or the whole uh, apple um, there? And then eventually when we learn how our blood sugars are gonna react to different things, then yeah, maybe down the line, we can have you know a serving or so a juice with a meal and, and strategize for that. I'm going to just speak as the resident person with diabetes and and just say I know that juice has such a quick effect on my blood sugar level. I could probably pre-bolus, pre-dose my insulin and still get a pretty big spike with that. So I personally, I I see, you know, the difference with what I call liquid carbs Mm -hmm. compared to chewing on them. So yeah, and and, and that's a a good way to put it. You know, we I do, I say liquid sugar all the time on there because, um, again, when you think about the chewing process, number one, it's taking you longer. You're chewing. There's probably some more roughage. The body's going to take a little bit longer to break it down. That is why when somebody is battling hypoglycemia, very low blood sugar, you want them to get some juice. Mm. You want them to get some candy because you need to get that blood sugar up quickly before it dives down even further and causes some major um, uh, complications. Right on. All right. So some other, so maybe the other end of that spectrum so that we've got some people thinking, okay, fruit juice, I'm going to be healthier. But then we have people coming in and saying, well, I stopped eating fruit because they get in their head, you know, they, they're correct. Fruit does have sugar. So Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we respond to that? So, so far we've got 
others out there telling people to stop eating white, so no bread, mm. no potatoes, um, and now no fruit. So what's left? I don't know. We're we can eat some meat and some veggies. Okay, we're missing a good chunk of nutrition there when we, we try to define and tell people those short little boogers, as I'm going to call them. Um, they're without the proper education behind the whys. But um, what was the question? Uh, well, oh, just fruit. Yeah, Sorry. just I stopped eating fruit because stopped eating fruit. Bad or um, so fruit is a natural sugar. Uh, is fructose. The body does know how to treat it in the proper amounts at the proper times, and so fruit is an acceptable, good, nutritious choice for people living with diabetes. It just falls right back into those other guidelines I've been talking to. Is Starting from the bare basics, whole fruits, we're going to watch the portion. I know people don't like to hear that, mm. but I promise kind of the way I set up the first nutrition session with clients, and we can go through that. It's it's basic and simple, but something that's achievable, and it doesn't uproot their whole diet overnight. And that, that's not our goal. Okay. Our goal. No, no, no. All right. And one last biggie that we hear often is, you know, people are always trying to find ways to still enjoy some of their favorite foods uh, and candy. You know, who doesn't like some candy, some sweets? And, you know, the the grocery store, you may or may not have seen it, is just chock full of sugar-free candy. Sugar-free. So we have people switching over their, sugar-free. you know, their chocolates or their gummy candies or whatever and getting the sugar-free ones. Sugar-free. So uh, how, how do we approach that? All right. So sugar-free does not mean carb-free, unfortunately, there. Because of our wonderful labeling laws, by law, they can still put in some sugar and not tell you and still call it sugar-free, depending on the serving size. So, yeah, your eyes may, gra- eyes may gravitate towards something that says sugar-free, but no, you're still going to turn it over and you're going to read the nutrition facts label and the ingredients to really see what you're consuming there. Mm. Because you, you could still be taking in a couple of servings of, of carb choices um, from a sugar-free item. Especially if you're doing something like sugar-free candy where you're you're grazing on it all day long. Uh, that that little small amount of sugar in that sugar-free product, it, it adds up. Uh, throughout the day Mm. and you're constantly putting a little bit of sugar in yourself all day long not allowing your body to literally uh, properly digest the food that you've eating getting it a little bit of a fed state a break there to digest properly so you can get hungry again Mm. and um, consume some some better nutritious food so sugar-free doesn't mean carb-free unfortunately go check out some sugar-free options in the grocery store I would recommend looking at the cool whips um mm. look at the sugar-free one versus the regular one um there there's a, like a one gram difference then i want you to look at the syrup aisle so the sugar-free the different sugar-free syrups you'll notice a big difference mm. and a lot of these sugar-free items are replaced with yes artificial sweetener which can be perfectly helpful um for for any person um, especially living with diabetes but it's kind of replaced with something called sugar alcohols. And those sugar alcohols, when eaten in excess, they can cause a laxative effect. Yay. Yay. 
<laughs> that sounds fun. We have to talk about what goes in and what comes out there. Yeah. Because these alcohols, they're, you know, they're 50% less sugar and calories, but they still have some sugar and calories in them. But when we consume a bunch, they kind of pull fluid and give you that bloated feeling mm-hmm. and then can release. And there's that laxative. I'm just, that sounds that. so pleasant. Truly. It does the way I say it, but no, (laughs) I don't want to kind of rephrase it in another way other than, you know, massive diarrhea. Um, No, I'm being very facetious. Oh, I was like, I thought you were being like, (laughs) because I was like, love pulls water and flows. No, when I, well, as a nurse thinking of water getting pulled to my intestines, I I immediately think, oh, you know, quicker bowel movement. So, all right. So summing, summing up here, um, you know, I thought about playing your game like you, you've got 30 seconds. Teach me how to eat healthy and go. Do you want to play that game? Sure. Oh, we're playing that game? Yeah. How do I eat healthy? 30 seconds, go. All right. First thing you want to do is drink water. All right. You don't need a lot, just enough, enough as your body's craving there. The next thing you do is you want to sanitize your plate. Uh, 50% of your plate, half of your plate, we got to have some fruits and veggies. The other half, that's where we can divide among our proteins, meats and non-meat proteins um, there, nuts, eggs, cheese, and then we can top the other quarter off with uh, some carbohydrate-rich foods, whole grains, uh, whole starchy vegetables. Tom! Sorry. Sorry. Oh! I was watching the time. Sorry. So can can you go now and conquer? No, because you probably don't even remember what I said. I um, totally do. I was I was water. I was a little. Oh man, I play that game on people a lot. Now I don't like being put on the spot. Aha. Oh man, the taste of you did a medicine. Num num num. No, I can repeat back. Drink water. Yeah, water. Percentitize. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> I don't. Know. It sounded good. Uh, uh, you know, portion your plate. I, is that the that, right yeah. way to say it? Okay. Portion percent. Portion. Okay. So um, I'm going to have on half of my plate a mix of fruit and vegetables. On the other half, I'm going to have a fourth section or a smaller section of some proteins. And then I need some grains or some starch Mm -hmm. in the other little Mm -hmm. section. I'll draw it out for you. Let's plan a meal. Oh, fun. I'm great at this. You should be. She's lived with it for how long? 26 years. 26. I keep looking up because the camera. I know down. the camera is up here. All right, so I know. <laughs> Sorry, um, she's showing me pictures that she's drawn. I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> All right, okay. Let me pull up just a pen here. Oopsie daisies. All right. So for the people who can see, yeah, plate. I don't want to move. Am I shaking? I mean, it is moving. I think I'm shaking. I think I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. Let me draw a circle without it's people me. watching me. Oh, ah, there it went. Procreate app. Shout out. Um, okay, see it. Hashtag. Hashtag procreate. So I'm not, it's probably not going to be straight, but it could be if I would be steel. Uh, Do you want me to hold there it? There it goes. Straight line down the middle. 
there. All right, so half of our plate over here is going to be some sort of vegetable, so a crunchy vegetable. So go. What's a staple crunchy vegetable? That I eat? Carrots. Yeah. Carrots. She was, gosh, she was crunching. <laughs> Obnoxiously looked, crunching she, earlier. She gave me a look. On some carrots. I was like, it's my carrots. What you um, want? What were in those carrots? I had some um, some light um, vinaigrette on them. Okay. Yeah. So carrots with some crunch there. Very crunchy. All right. What else would you put on this plate? Oh, so going by what you just told me, um, I want to do some fruit. So I super duper love some berries. Okay. So some strawberries. All right. So are you going to have those berries... With your carrots, that that says berries, y'all. It does. I know this is backwards, you guys. I oh, I forgot about it being backwards. Draw. Uh, I mean, I'm a weirdo. I, you know, I do eat weird stuff together just to make sure I get all my food groups. Um, so yeah. And that's what I tell people. I this, it will feel weird when mm -hmm. you start some of these techniques that we suggest and strategies for eating to better blood sugar control. Because we're trying to break decades of habits, and that's difficult. Mm. So starting with some of these weird things, and it's going to feel weird. Uh, I'm okay. Um, then um, the more weird it feels, you know, probably the better you're doing there. So, you know, eat green beans with pizza, you know, until you, mm -hmm. you know figure out, oh, salad probably will be better or whatever. Yeah. Um, there. All right. So carrots and some berries. Mm -hmm. All right. So the other, we're going to divide. Okay. What are we going to have with protein? Um, so I had some grilled chicken in a wrap today. All right, so people are going to be like, okay, okay, so pick another. pork chop. Mm -hmm. You can get a nice lean pork chop. Um, I'm just going to draw my pork chop since y'all, that's not pork chop, Cindy, that's just a blob. There. Pork. Um, so what's for dinner? Pork. Yes. So you can get some lean cuts of pork. Mm -hmm. As even um, you know, a bone-in pork chop. We just want to recommend cut off the visible fats. Mm -hmm. That's there, and the way, of course, you prepare it um, is is a big indicator of, of the health status of it. I'm a big fan of grilling. So grilling. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I like I pan saute mine. I've done um, that. Heart.org has a great pan-fried pork chop recipe, so mm. shout out to that. Yeah. And it's breaded, um, so a good southern style there. Nice. But it is a boneless um, breaded pan-fried pork chop Got there. It. All right, so we're having some pork chop with our carrots mm -hmm. and berries. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we're going to throw in those carbs. And I don't think we defined this earlier with all those questions, but those food groups that are rich in carbohydrate are your fruits, your grains, starchy veggies, and then your milks and your yogurt products there. Now, when I say milk, that's typically your cow's milk and your soy milks. Your nut milks, if they're unsweetened, they, they ain't counting as nothing. Like literally nothing. There's like one gram? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing uh, there. So, um, you know, you wouldn't count that as, as anything. Nothing mm -hmm. there. So, okay. um, so, those are the three carbohydrate-rich food groups. Mm -hmm. And that's why... We have a smaller section on my plate here uh, that we would limit those, but we're building a bigger, more helpful, balanced plate here without feeling like we are taking so much away mm -hmm. at the same time. So mm -hmm. what's our carbohydrate choice? Even Take. though you already have a carb on here. I do, but... That's what I said, though. Yeah. I was going by my plate. Um, I need some taters. Taters. With that pork How do you like your taters? Um... Any way they can come. Uh, 
But I, I, I usually do a baked potato. Okay. How big is your baked potato? Um, they're a little, they're medium. Oh, that's a great question, Cindy. Mm-hmm. How big are the potatoes? Uh, well, see, I know the appropriate portion size, and I don't know if mine's four inches. You need to measure it when you get home. No, we're not that serious. But that is a that is a proper serving size. I think it's because I put a new screen protector on this iPad. Is it being difficult? Anyway, okay. So I will post my picture but online later. Okay. Usually, if it's a if I you know eyeballing, I'm like, oh, this is a big potato. I'll eat half of it. There you go. But if it's like a and you have that one. that willpower to do that, and some mm-hmm. of us over here, we'd be like, I'm eating that whole potato. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's times that I slip up, but I've I've had a lot of practice. Yeah, so. and that's good. And that's yeah. what that's exactly the point. That's that's why we start slow. That's why we don't start with those negative food talk from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, get rid of this, get rid of that, stay away from whites, whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing is is we just need to assess what is on your plate and where's the carbs at can you back down eat eat the same thing but can you back down and then let's play around with what else is on that plate nine times maybe i don't i don't keep the numbers the stats or whatever but eight nine times out of ten the goal that's set is increasing vegetables non-starchy crunchy vegetables mm. because every study or survey that's done in america says americans do not eat enough fruits and vegetables um, uh, there. So that's majority of people. And so if we can get them to focus on filling up half of their plate with some crunchy vegetables, that's that's adding to the plate. So we're not throwing in extra anxiety about taking away from the plate. I think that, yeah, when people, you know, sit down with me, I think they have so often gotten that don't do this, don't do this. It's a bunch of no's mm-hmm. or, or don'ts or can'ts. So defeated. It, yeah. I don't even know why I would come through the door. I know. And so people are coming in, they're like, what What can I eat? And, and exactly. When a, you know, we come, people come in occasionally and, and they've literally almost quit eating. It's like, oh, okay. What if, uh, one of our participants came in thinking she was going to eat cotton balls and grass. Like she literally cutest says thing that. Ever. Um, was the cutest thing ever. But unfortunately, like... That conversation with her practitioner, it, it, it truly led her to disordered eating because she was so scared because she wasn't eating cotton balls and grass. Mm-hmm. She was eating, but she would um, force herself to regurgitate her food in the evening oh, because she was so scared. And that's the damage that you practitioners can do when you try to put these I'm about to say ugly words, so finish my sen- sentence. Stop. These stipulations. Yes. These, yeah. These one and dones mm. um, there, uh, you know. Ugh. Yeah. People do come in very defeated. That, that was a good word choice. And then they yeah. leave happy. And their blood sugar's well controlled. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, Cindy Lou, is there anything else you want to add hmm. to our discussion of nutrition? All right. So this was probably about, you know, a 20-minute conversation about the basics of helpful eating for controlling blood sugars. That's right. a mouthful. My job as a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified diabetes care and education specialist, shout out, is to get you in my office, get you out of my office, Eating the foods that you love to eat, just understanding what they do in the body, that's that's crucial um, there is you got to monitor because if you make changes, 
beautiful changes. You never know if they're working if you don't check those blood sugars um, there. So we got to monitor. So that's always my shtick um, when we start this foundation of healthy eating. And we can go so much deeper into healthy eating for blood sugar control because we know nobody's alike. Mm. Nobody. And body treats food differently from body to body there. So uh, we would continue to grow that foundation, getting more into detail about the, the food choices that are going to slowly turn to sugar, like those whole grains and higher fiber things we talked about earlier and whole fruits, and then the protein and um, uh, fats that are going to be not only protective to your heart health, but also they, their strategy when trying to control blood sugars, a big strategy um, there. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, 20 minute conversation definitely is not the whole enchilada. Uh, no, mm, enchiladas. So I guess this would be a good um, uh, segue to say, what do you want to know about eating to control blood sugars mm-hmm. or eating in general? Because dare I say, and though this is maybe dare I shouldn't say, For the most part, the things that we preach as far as eating and diabetes is everybody should be aiming to eat this way. It's just unfortunate people living with diabetes, the consequences are much more severe if we don't. And though there, yes, individualization, the basics of what we just explained is for majority of people and can provide, you know, um, a helpful meal plan. I don't know how I started that that what you that were just phrase saying. yeah i have mm-hmm. no idea it was great i think it sounded good but what was i even referring to uh how people all of us need to eat healthy oh, this yeah. is oh yeah, yeah this is not your what quote, so unquote. if you what do you want if you want to know if you are a person that doesn't does not live with diabetes a pwod uh, then and you have a question about eating just in general then let us let us know um you know i deal with all sorts of medical nutrition therapy and other autoimmune diseases and chronic diseases. And again, unfortunately, people living with diabetes are more at risk for some of those chronic diseases. So it's a topic that's needed to be known among all. Okay. All right. Well, good talk. That was a good, that was a decent talk there. All right. So we're going to, we're going to speed on out of here. So as always, stay sweet, America. But not too sweet.